Welcome to the Jesus People segment of the Antioch Indie Podcast, a place where each week we're going to hear from different people about what it means to walk with God. We hope that you leave encouraged and equipped and that this builds your faith for what God wants to do in your life. Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi. I This have is Andrew Zanako. Andrew with me for a follow-up conversation regarding our most recent sermon. So if you've been following along with us, you've heard us get in-depth on the podcast about several of the issues that felt a little more sticky. And this past week you spoke on self, mm. which I feel like is less, it lends itself to less itself. <laughs> oh. See what I did there? <laughs> to less like confusion and hard, offen- possibly offensive things. Hmm. So it's interesting like, that you say that. Oh, you don't agree? No, well, I, I, no I agree. I think it yeah. turned out that way. Yeah. I was curious if it was going to be sort of sticky. Because we well, can get so attached to ourselves and so much of the gospel is like, you need to let go of you yourself a little bit. You know sticky for me? Tell me. Enneagram? I knew it. Yes. I knew that. Yes. <laughs> no, I yes, knew you said fair. that for me. So the Enneagram is this like a uh, personality oh, test. Oh, you don't have you to intro the Enneagram. Everybody well, a lot of people might not know, but I think what you were trying knows. to accomplish in talking about the Enneagram was really great. You were right. just saying like, there is no self-help test that will help you enough to get yourself away from yourself. Yeah. It was definitely not bashing the Enneagram. Right. I think it's bashing the perspective that we get, like you just said, of like, if I just know more about me, I'll know me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not it. There's a difference between knowing about yourself and like knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious why this message felt like we needed to include it in a series where we're talking about cultural architects. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the culture. What is the culture talking about? I mean, I can see it now because it's like, oh, the selfie, I think was the word of the year in 2016 mm. or something. Oh, wow. It was one of the... It was like, a, it's actually in the dictionary now, like a selfie. Wow. It didn't exist before the flip phone on a camera. Um, Back flip in the day. Camera, flip phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So why did you, what made you want to include self? Well, uh, I was hoping that when we brought it up, people would have a reaction like you just did. Just mm-hmm. like, oh, why are we talking about this? Oh, wait, because everybody's talking about this all the time. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the whole goal of the series is like, what's the stuff that, it, that we're all talking about and thinking about all the time? Mm-hmm let's talk about that stuff in church. Yeah. So even if it doesn't seem like, you know, maybe some of these things, they sort of fall in the category of like, Hey, we don't talk about that in church or we shouldn't or whatever. It's like, well, if we're going to think about it every other day of the week, let's talk about it on Sundays too. Cause God has a lot to say. Yeah. I think like, do you ever think about this, that historically it's interesting how much time we have on our hands You know, like Mm. centuries ago, you'd be like, we'd be working for our food that we would eat and then we'd make the food. Like we didn't have a lot of time, it seems like, to have self-reflection as much. And now, I mean, I'm sure we did and people wrote beautiful books, but. Well, like if I was, if I was plowing a field all day, what else am I going to think about other than myself? Of course. Yeah, but probably, maybe you're right. It could be. I feel like there's like this lull. Or how much that ox smells in front of me. Right. I know. You're thinking about how tired you are, how hungry you are. That's true. How is this crop going to you know, anyway, yeah. potentially. <laughs> potentially. But I'm just thinking now we live we'll in this time. have to call Laura Ingalls Wilder. And ask her. Yeah. We live in this time, though, where it seems like mental health. I was listening to something, yes. st- statistics on mental health, about how people, because we have more than we've ever had, at least in, you know, our first world nation. And yet the the health of the human heart seems to be going downhill. And I think. Interesting. I think sometimes, I mean, I'm just saying this for myself when I look at myself. I go downhill very quickly when I start to spiral. Yes, I agree. I had a you teacher. You were not alone in that. Yeah, I had a teacher in eighth grade who talked about ingrown eyeballs. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's Isn't graphic. That interesting? But it was like a good picture of like, yeah, that's what I do. I get caught <laughs> thinking about myself. I always heard the, the phrase navel gazing. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. Although, which is also weird. I know, gross. But okay, so last night at Life Group, we took your message. We're like, okay, you talked about self, and let's talk about for a minute. Do do any of us get hung up on self, and does mm. self become an idol? And half, we were pretty much half and half. Fifty uh, percent of us felt like self was not an idol, um, in in a like I'm so great way, but more of like a I am the problem way, which yeah. I felt like you echoed on stage. Mm. When you think about yourself, yeah, you're like, if I could just get a hold of myself and right. in control of myself, then I could really obey, and hmm. all these problems in my life would be eliminated. <laughs> right. And then the other half of the room said, I feel really self-sufficient until life brings trouble. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I have to go to God. It's Mm. not like I'm not, self is not like the ruler here. Yeah. It was just an interesting. It is very interesting. Conversation and way of thinking. And I think that's probably two camps. Half of us feel bad about ourselves. Right. Half of us feel pretty on top of life with Mm -hmm. ourselves. And it's life that's the problem. Yeah. Anyway, so why don't you take us into <laughs> what made you, like, when you were thinking of this sermon, what were some of the thoughts you had? Mm. Well, it's a good question. I tried to share most of the thoughts that I had. Yeah. But it was, it was kind of weird because I think even uh, as the content team we were talking about this series and Rick Self should probably be part of it. It was like, what what are we focusing on, though, when you talk about mm-hmm. self? It's like like when I was preparing, I just started by writing out questions in my notebook. Like what are questions we ask about self or ourselves or whatever? And I'm like 30 questions into the list. And I'm like, well, gosh, this isn't helping me narrow in at all. I mean, there's so much to think about. I mean, like I started, it's like we have very complicated relationships with ourselves and I have a very complicated relationship with myself. Like you Mm -hmm. were just talking about what you guys talked about in life group last night before we started, you were telling me that, and I'm thinking like, wow, I feel like I do both of those simultaneously all the time. On one hand, can be so overconfident mm-hmm. and simultaneously so insecure yeah, and just an overall mess, I guess, right. you know, <laughs> like, wow, God, you know, how, it's like, how could you ever do anything with me? Like, I know me and I know what goes through my head and I know all those sort of stuff. And at the same time, sort of being like, yeah, I got this. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Neither which are true, I don't think. Right. Or maybe they're both true. Yeah. I just know we need God. We do. So I think, so in talking about self, I think that in thinking about culture and all this, it kind of narrowed in on the whole uh, phrase that everybody uses all the time about like your best life. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I, if we're living our best life, it's like, that's a great hashtag on Instagram. You know, it used to be like goals. Now it's best life, you know? So how do I live my best life? What's my best life look like? How do I do that? Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that out of the overflow of our heart, our mouth speaks. And so I think the, the, the heart of our culture and so therefore the heart of individuals are asking that question, like, what am I supposed to do with my life? What do I do with myself? Like I have this self, what do I do with me to enjoy this the most, be happy, be fulfilled, all of that type of stuff, I think is what's captured in that kind of that best life concept is how, how do we, how do I live the life that is the best? Mm -hmm. So that's what we talked about. Last night at Life Group, we it was interesting because I had read that morning, yesterday morning, Colossians 2. And it says to be rooted and grounded in Christ, established mm. in the faith, overflowing with thanksgiving. And I just got this picture, though, of like I root to the wrong thing. Mm. And it made me think of the second part of your message yeah. where like the well that you talked mm-hmm. about in John 4 and the Samaritan woman and Jesus having this conversation. But it was just interesting how the Holy Spirit brought into the Life Group because before even we talked about the message or anything, we all took a minute, waited on the Lord, and we're like, Lord, what am I rooting to Mm -hmm. that I'm not supposed to root to? 
and I feel like for myself when I especially recently like that root that best life thing I'm like oh I need to like go after pleasure or I need mm-hmm. to go after easy times or I need to go after fun people and and like that becomes almost the the self like I'm like oh the self-care is me taking a day off me not having to answer anyone's phone calls right. you know what I mean right. like we yeah. have these yeah. phrases yeah self-care but sometimes mm-hmm. on a self-care day you end up feeling worse than totally. on a, the most productive day yes I, th- I think that's so true because there's nothing wrong with self-care mm-hmm. and like there's nothing wrong with taking a day off you should take a day off and yeah. not answer some phone calls and all of those things but there's there's just more mm-hmm. like none of those things are the answer those right. can be tools to help you along the journey but ultimately the life we are made to live is a life surrendered to god mm-hmm. the ultimate way we can care for and steward ourself is to give our lives to god mm-hmm. which is what this series really is all about and we talked about it at the beginning like genesis 1 and 3 talks about these three questions that we're all asking about ourselves. you know primarily who am i and why am i here yeah like we have those big questions and, and so sometimes in this in, in our effort to care for ourselves we uh we don't go deep enough you know it's like i'm here to relax right so let me relax i'm here to have fun i'm here to have and fun all and it's of like, y'all are ruining my fun <laughs> totally and it's like okay let's have fun yeah. and let's relax and yeah. do all of those things but there's more mm-hmm. to it than that like i'm here for the glory of God on the earth. Okay, cool. So where does relaxing fit into that at different times? And, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those deals, but like relaxing isn't the win. It's part of health, but it's not the bottom line, you know? So who am I, you know, and what am I doing here? And then that Genesis three question of like, do I believe that God's way of life is going to be my best life? Yeah. Which is really a question of submission too. Like, will I submit myself exactly to myself? Right. Which feels like all of sin probably boils down to that dilemma in our minds. Yeah. I think that's the picture of Genesis 3. You know, the servant mm-hmm. shows it to Eve and here, here's this fruit, the one fruit God said you couldn't have. Do you believe that your best life includes you not having this fruit? Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so she takes it. And I think we do that. Mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah. And I, I feel like even as you're telling that story i mean it's so familiar but if you look at it it's like oh she was protecting herself mm-hmm. like she didn't believe god yeah i had never seen that before and that the verse where i forget what the order is but it's like she saw that it was uh it was good for food it was, it was the desirable for, for yeah. her eyes or something and then yeah it was desirable to, to make one wise mm-hmm. like i never saw that before there's yeah. mind body and soul right there like mm-hmm. herself wanted this thing that she yeah. couldn't have and thought god's told me to do god's put me in this lane but if I really want to experience everything I'm supposed to be and experience life to the full, I'm going to need to step out of those boundaries real quick and add to it with this thing. Mm-hmm. Which And that hits home. Right. <laughs> What's fascinating is like her desire, our desire for like ultimate freedom, mm. self-governing. It never works out like Romans 8. Like we are, we are a slave to the one we obey. Mm. Right. Isn't that Romans 8? That if you, the if you obey sin. There. I don't know yeah. If the language is there. But, but if you, but yeah. it says like somewhere yeah. in scripture, it says yeah. that you become a slave to what you obey. So yeah, if you yeah. obey sin, you're enslaved to that. Totally. If you, but like we're, we're actually made, ourselves are made to be in submission to something. 100%. It's just, what are we going to be in submission to? Yeah. I think that's a huge realization. We've talked about that through the series, Genesis 1 1. Mm-hmm. God created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. That's like a huge, we've got to get to that realization yeah. of ourselves. Like, you know, we've talked about how do, sometimes our self becomes a, a God. And what that means is that we just think that everything revolves around 
ourselves. me and myself. Yeah. And so like in myself being happy and full and mm-hmm. calm, whatever. And again, those things have value, but those aren't the bottom line. Ultimately, God created everything. Yeah. God created me. So I'm not in charge and yeah. this isn't about me. And that's not a degrading deal. That's not even a value statement, really. It's just more a statement of order, mm-hmm. you know, and oh, okay, if I just put God first, then yeah. things really start to fall in line. So we can get backwards. Yeah, totally. And I think, I think so this conversation, we're looking at what the world is saying about self. Obviously, there's like a self-care conversation. There's mm-hmm. the, the self um, help books, a yeah. lot of self help books, trying mm. to understand who we are. Yeah. And I think it was interesting what you said that when you spend time with the Lord, like, you know how you, I think I've talked to you about this before. When the Lord convicts you of sin, it's always nicer than anyone else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd much <laughs> rather he does it than anyone yes. else. Cause everyone else, yeah. they just don't do it like he does it. <laughs> and then when he does it, I like really want to change. Yes. Cause it's, it's like in love. Mm-hmm. I feel really covered. But yeah. like exposed at the same time. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like you're so good to, to show me that. Yeah. And it's like the ultimate self-help. Whereas if I'm yeah. reading a book, yeah. for example, with Enneagram or something, and it tells me my self-type and I'm like, right. oh, I hate this person, <laughs> you know? And then I'm like agreeing with all the things that I see about myself that are wrong. Mm. And it's just a downward yeah. spiral. Yeah. Well, I think there's, you know, there's confidence stuff because things like the Enneagram, again, all that stuff is great and we should learn about ourselves. But the, the, the goal of me learning myself is not so that I can know myself. Mm. It's so that I can serve God and serve people. Yeah, that's good. So when it comes to whatever the personality profile thing, all these, you know, all these different things or, or whatever, all that stuff, just knowing my own preferences or how would I prefer to use a day off? You know, all those things are great to know. But the ultimate goal is not for me to live a life where I'm the center of everything and everything goes perfectly for me. Yeah. The end goal is I'm here to carry the image of God and multiply his glory around the earth. Mm-hmm. That's that Genesis 1, 26 through 28. So that's why we talk about preaching the gospel of the kingdom and make others great. You know, like we are here to proclaim the good news of God, carry his image and make others great mm-hmm. because God takes care of us. So that means I'm free to take care of other people. So I, it's good for me to find out what I'm good at, find out how I thrive, find out what it takes for me to have healthy rhythms in my life and keep my family whole and work hard. You know, like that's all super important. Um, but, but it, it it's, but those things are important because there's a bigger picture than those things. Yeah. They're not bad and they're not separate from the good whole, you know, they're, they're part of the puzzle, mm-hmm. but the end game is like, when I'm doing those things, it puts me in a better position to surrender a more full life to God that mm-hmm. he can use. And it helps me be more present for other people to help them. Definitely. Yeah. When we're not all thinking about ourselves and what we'd rather do. <laughs> right. We read Romans 12 last night at Life Group, verse 1, mm-hmm. about offering your body as a living mm-hmm. sacrifice for this is your spiritual act of worship. And it's yeah. like, wow, like we offer ourselves as a spiritual act of worship. Yeah. I don't know, just like that, that self, mm. that putting ourselves in front of God and saying with all my insecurities and with all my giftings or with all of this, yes. you can have it all in, in the daily practice of that. I mean, it's just so countercultural. Mm. It's like, it's, yeah. it is so controversial to right. even. Yes. Yeah, surrender is really. Surrender, not, denying yourself, yeah, exactly. denying your longings, denying yeah. Yeah. what my preference is, what I'd rather do. I mean, it's just like. 
it's like apps it's actually the antithesis i feel like of what the yeah and that's where i think mark 8 comes into play you know jesus says deny yourself take up your cross and follow me and i think that that can be really a tough pill to swallow Mm -hmm. because it's like what does that mean and Mm -hmm. and something i said during the message i thought it was helpful for me about it didn't seem helpful for anybody else it's like when Jesus says deny yourself, there, there, you still exist. Yeah, I thought that. No, I did think you that didn't was think. Helpful. Okay, great. Everybody looked at me like cross eyed, like what? No, I think people were just trying to figure. <laughs> Maybe out. Maybe they were like, trying to track with me because of... sometimes I, I've thought about it before, you know, and so I'm just saying it. And I, no, it's great. Anyways, it came out well. So, uh, that was helpful for me to realize, like, oh yeah, Jesus isn't saying like function from the presumption that you don't matter and don't exist. Right. It's like, well, no, they're like. To deny yourself, you have to have a self that is denying that self. So mm-hmm. clearly we're still here, mm-hmm. you know. So how do we deny the self that is all about itself mm-hmm. and take up your cross, make others great, surrender to God, love people, embrace that that person mm-hmm. that God's called you to be. And, you know, the gospel is a, a gospel of being reborn. Mm-hmm. You're a new creation. You know, the old is gone, the new has come. Christ lives through you. So there there is still you in the equation of the gospel and what God wants to do with his kingdom, God didn't make you and put the gifts in you and the strengths in you and the passions and all these sort of things just so that he could tell you not to do those things. Right. The self that needs to be denied is not the self who God made you to be. It's the one that yourself is obsessed with, you know, (laughs) and that's the one that needs to be denied because your best life, when you surrender to God, he takes you through the process of then being maximized for his glory mm-hmm. to do your strengths, giftings, passions, all of these sorts of things. And there's cost along the way and all that sort of stuff. But Jesus modeled that perfectly. He had to embrace who he was in order to go to the cross. Mm-hmm. If Jesus was sitting in the garden or about to go to the cross and was like, no, I'm just nobody. Like, I'm just a, I'm just a little nobody. You know, yeah. like, no, you're not. Yeah. Like, he knew I am the savior of the world. Yeah. I have to do this. Yeah. And I think that there's a huge part of that in unlocking the power of the church when we as individuals can realize, whoa, I am bringing something to the table. Mm -hmm. I have to give it. I have to do what God's called me to do. Yeah. I need to play my part for the sake of everybody else, not so that I can be the guy, the girl, the platform, the this or the that. Like, and it's not the like, oh, I'm just nothing. Like, just how could God ever use me? It's like, well, sort of, but he said he wanted to use you. He want, he can use you because he made you. So yeah. like, let's embrace that. Yeah. But we've got to deny the stuff that gets in the way of us actually doing this stuff. It makes me think of, so your first point of a surrender, what does a surrendered life look like? You mm-hmm. said was intimacy with God. And you know um, how Jesus says the greatest commandments and then it says, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And just recently I was hearing someone talking about that and and basically how like you have to love yourself mm. to know how to love other people and I've like that is always a wrestle with me like, yeah, I can very I quickly go to like like oh no god like <laughs> I, I'm totally a sinner you know but the the receiving the love of god like heals something internally mm. so that you you don't have to be so self-obsessed mm. like I don't have to so there's this yes. like I guess there's this tension I think and even when we talk about ourselves right. is like I am totally valued in the Lord's eyes. And mm-hmm. I was just reading all these verses today about he calls us desired. Like, I desire mm-hmm. you. I called you by name. You are mine. Like, all these verses that, to me, I'm like, oh, that's really hard to read because I don't feel like I should be that significant mm-hmm. to you. But when we, when I can receive it in that way, 
from him, I'm not looking for it from everyone else. Like you said, yes. when you walk into life group and you're so like, here, good. fill my, fill my relational cup. Yeah. Right. Didn't you say that? In the yeah. Sense of, yeah. Yeah. And how like, I totally know that feeling in yes. community where like, we both came to this, you know, even in marriage Needing sometimes. The other one yeah. Where I'm everything. like, you're, we're on a date. You're supposed to fill my cup. And he's like, I feel like you're supposed to fill yeah. mine. And then I'm like, dang it. Um, and that was one of the things that Chad actually said last night was like the wells going back yeah. to the wells. Like we have no other reserve. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's not like another pocket of Karis that I can like go to mm. on a long day to give love to my kids if I'm depleted. So true. Like, I have to go to the Lord. Yeah. And I yeah. I need to have access to that well. So here's maybe a tough question. Mm-hmm. And I have answers to these because God was rocking me on that this morning. Here's what a tough are... question. I have the answers. No, no, no. Not like, no, not like that kind of answer. <laughs> right, okay, but like, okay. You have thoughts. Got it. No, no. Like vulnerable kind of answers. Okay. So like. So I was thinking about the wells thing yes. and the time with God do on Instagram today was like, uh, read John four yes. and ask God, are there any wells you're drinking of that aren't from him? That was literally our question last night from life. Well, there we go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, ask God that question this morning. And then all these pieces started coming together from conversations that I've been having with Heather over the last week, things I've been thinking to myself, just all kinds of stuff. And I was like, Oh gosh, mm-hmm. I've been doing that. Mm-hmm. So Karis flip the script. I'm interviewing you now. <laughs> What, maybe in your conversation last night, like what yeah. were some of the wells that you or people right. might have said that they they drink from other than God? Mm-hmm. Um, someone was talking about, it wasn't myself, it was someone else, but they were talking about how distraction is yes. can be a well. Yes. That, like when things are hard, they're like, oh, I'll just turn, like I'm going to go home and spend time with God. And then they get home and they're like, oh, my Netflix things I, says I have this new show I didn't watch right. or something like that and how... That it, the distraction of even our phones, it becomes a well of busyness in our minds. So yes. To deal with ourselves. Totally. <clears throat> I think for me, I actually saw this picture when we asked God about the root thing of a root that was above ground and like kind of like searching around. And I was like, Lord. Hmm. And he was like, I feel like you think I need sunlight. I need water. I need like, <laughs> I need shade. I need a beautiful day. But not trusting that like if you root yourself, if you go under into the dark place, into the deep place mm. with me, like I'll provide. Wow those things and I feel so it in good. myself when yeah. I go to the well of like I've had a hard year I need to indulge yes <laughs> and then like the indulgence is never totally worth it even if it's like like I the tendency to look forward to things instead of be in the present I think would be mm. perhaps where that's great that's what we came to last night yeah and then we asked the question this was our follow-up was when you are living your best life mm. what does it look like for you hmm. and it was fascinating how each person it was like when I'm in right relationship with God and then I'm functioning and loving other people well. It was basically yeah. what everyone was saying. Totally. Which was great. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just uh, the other night I was having a conversation with Heather and we were talking about this in different language. We didn't know we were talking about this, but like this morning the Lord was like, yeah, I've kind of been trying to get this point across to yeah. you, you know, and just some different wells of like, um, what was one of them like dissatisfaction yeah. about just some different things like some big some really not that big but mm-hmm. still just being dissatisfied with some stuff I was like Ugh, yeah that sounds terrible yeah why do I do that you know but then the next question that is so helpful that I think we have to ask is like okay God what do you want to replace that well with That's basically good. what does it look like how do I how do I exchange that for living water mm-hmm. like if the well if the dissatisfaction well is not helping me because mm-hmm. yeah I just had I've had that prayer those even the last couple of days from the message is like man if I'm really honest 
I'm kind of, I feel thirsty, yeah. which means I must not be drinking living water in some area of my life. Mm-hmm. So if I have a thirst, that's the red flag or mm-hmm. maybe that's a dramatic language, but that's the, that's the red flag. Like, Oh, ask, ask God, you know, okay, yeah. Jesus, where am I? What well am I drinking from? That's not working. Right. And what well should I go to that has the living water that I go to? Mm-hmm. And so I had been asking that question. I just felt like he said, joy. I'm like, Oh, I would much rather drink from that than, yeah. you know, choose to drink from joy. Okay, God, how do now help me do that today? Yeah. Help me walk that out. Um, that Which, was really good. As you're talking about, I'm like, this is like the ultimate self-care. It takes much more intention Amen. to ask God and to be like, right. oh, this, something's not working in me. Totally. And it hits on the, the whole phrase of like, the one who made us knows us best. Right. And so if, if I want to get to know me, I really have to trust that if I get to know Jesus, I'll get to know anything I do need to know about me. Mm-hmm. And I've found that to be true for years. And I know, I know you have, Heather and I were, again, just talking about this stuff. Like, it's remarkable how many times I need to ask God, Lord, what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Lord, what am I thinking right now? Yeah. What am I upset about? I know. Like, I don't even know. I know. I, I know I'm not in good shape right now, but like, what's the thing? Yeah. Because I... And I think where it's gotten to for me is I'll see frustration kind of working itself out in my life in different ways, like kind of basically at different situations or people. And it's kind of like on my insides, I'm like, I know I'm not mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, acting like it. <laughs> I'm acting like I'm mad yeah. at you, but it's not you. There's something going on. And mm-hmm. instead of just like doing the navel gazing, the, the whole thing of like, oh, search it out, find it. It's so much more efficient and effective to go, okay, God, you know, where, what is my deal? You know, like I would have never come up with like, I'm drinking from the well of dissatisfaction. Mm -hmm. Like I would never, I would have not gotten there, but God says it. And it's like, huh, Mm -hmm. that you're right. (laughs) That is it. What should I do instead? You know? And he's such a good father. He's such a good friend. He's such a good shepherd. You know, he wants to lead you beside these still waters of living water. And then he says, and out of you is going to well up. Mm -hmm. I love that language. I never noticed that language before. That was like, whoa, he promises, like, instead of jumping from well to well, you become a well. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? I want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) I think um, it makes me think of that book, Celebration of Discipline by Richard Mm -hmm. Foster. And he talks about several disciplines in the faith and how sometimes, like, self-care, like, for me, for example, I know this year, well, am I allowed to I'm sharing it publicly, but felt like fasting was supposed to be something that I just practice and I have found I'm like oh god you're so smart because indulgence is something I'm struggling with Mm -hmm. with this like feeling of right when you come off of adversity you want just comfort 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 all the time and and but how fasting has it's like a a discipline that actually is self-care I feel like for me it it helps recenter and I would say like prayer is the same thing Mm -hmm. like we've been very challenged recently like just spend time in prayer when yeah. you when I'm anxious instead of like oh, I'll get a book and then I'll read that and I won't feel anxious or yeah. I'll, I'll chattel whatever like I'll veg yeah. out and then I won't yeah, be totally. anxious anymore it's like oh what if I like pray right. through the anxiety until I get peace yeah I just want to check out and ignore it I know <laughs> maybe it'll go away because it feels like the work <laughs> it does not go away <laughs> it doesn't. you don't sleep on it and it gets spoiler alert it right? doesn't go away <laughs> the presence of God heals it but I feel like he's also given us tools like the oh, word yeah. of God, like other people in community. Yep. I, I find a lot of times yeah. when I'm most self, uh, whatever involved, if I get around my friends, they pull me out of it. Mm-hmm. And 
just yeah. like the the mere listening to someone else's problems yeah and becoming aware like oh yeah i'm yeah. not the only one mm-hmm. you know yeah. who, who needs a breakthrough or needs yeah I think, and it reminds me of kind of the last thing that we talked about, the making disciples thing of mm-hmm. like how it's amazing how often, um, how, how much, uh, giving your life away can function as self care. Yeah. Because in Mark, I think it's in the same verses with Mark eight. So deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And he goes on to say, if you, if you want, if you're trying to save your soul, you're going to lose it. Right. But if you'll give your soul, if you'll lose your soul for my sake, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is right. Yes. And there's something to giving your life away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, I think there's different dynamics to it. Sometimes you just need to get your eyes off yourself. Mm-hmm. But there's just a spiritual reality in the way God created the universe and humanity to function that there is life found in giving your life away. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's a discipline. That's why it's part of living a life surrendered to God. That's that's why it's that's why part of living your best life is making disciples. Yeah. And it's not like a church suggestion or an Antioch value or something you should do because Andrew, the pastor said we should be people who make disciples. It's like, no, actually God has designed it to where if we'll commit to that rhythm and practice in our life, that's part of living the life that he's called us Mm -hmm. to, to live. Just like part of life is eating food to live life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Part of being alive in God is making disciples and other people and, and, and pouring out your life for other people, helping other people know him because it is yeah. like it, it works because it does. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a big perspective shift that sometimes we, I know I have to have that sometimes. And I think so many people in the church need to have that perspective shift that like, it's not a suggestion. It's, it's a necessity, mm-hmm. not just for other people, not for the sake of church growth, but so that you can be alive in God. Mm-hmm. You need to be looking around you and saying like, okay, God, I believe you want to use me. I don't know how you might not get it, you know, but I believe God, you want to use me in somebody else's life. So I'm going to give it the shot that I can give. Yeah. People are going to respond how they're going to respond. You know, like I can't, I'm not responsible for that, mm-hmm. but I'm responsible for me. Right. And will I put into practice that surrender of, okay, God, you say I'm your child. You say you live inside of me and you say that qualifies me to be used for your sake in somebody else's life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's a lot of promise there. Like I think of that Proverbs 11 where it's like, he who refreshes others himself will be refreshed. There's a lot to it. And then even the, the, like the giving your, giving your time, giving your Mm. life away. So it's a good thing. Like when myself is off, maybe asking, have I spent time with God and Mm. with God? Have I been in community? And have I like intentionally spent time pouring into someone else or at least sharing with someone else what I'm learning, asking how they're doing, caring about a heart. It's amazing how the things that seem almost counterintuitive to self-care yeah. are truly mm-hmm. what we're made for. I agree. This was great. I wish I could this hear awesome. what every life group talked about yes, regarding self. It would be fascinating. Um, yeah, but this was wonderful. And I think, I think just for us moving forward as a church, being aware that self is not the problem. Um, That's a great word. Like, like what you said, though, but like we need to be selves. Mm. But we just need to be self-submitted right. to God. Amen. And like we need to take care of ourselves in the presence of God and with his care and leadership. It's a great wrap up. It's great. <laughs> that was good. All right. Why don't you pray and <laughs> okay. then, then we'll we'll be we'll close. Awesome. 
God, thank you so much uh, for you and for ourselves. Thank you for each and every one of us. Thank you for um, those of us in this room, everybody listening, everybody on the planet. Thank you that you've made us, that you've called us, that you love us, and that you want to use us. And I pray that we would do our part in surrendering to you, that we would trust you enough to give you ourselves and trust you with ourselves and uh, get to know you in, in in the effort to get to know ourselves and all of this stuff. God, teach us to live surrendered lives. Teach us to live our lives going to you, uh, be committed to community and making disciples of other people. So uh, right now, Holy Spirit, would you prompt every one of us, every one of us in our hearts right now, what's what's our next step in any one of those three things or all of them? What's the thing I can do today to surrender my life to you in Jesus name? Amen. Amen. Great. We'll see you guys next week.